On today's Prep Rally podcast, we will recap week one of the high school football playoffs. And we'll also take a look ahead at this week's big show tip-off basketball tournament at Fort Smith Northside. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Welcome to today's Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I am joined today by Paul Boyd and Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith. Leland's been on assignment today over at Greenwood doing a big feature story for the Sunday edition of the River Valley Democrat Gazette on the fabulous young coaches and players over there. Leland, how did that go today? Fantastic. Uh, Hank Layton, our uh, photographer, was there, uh, took some great shots, uh, went just absolutely fantastic, as usual. So a little shameless plug here. Leland is going to have a feature story in the Sunday River Valley Democrat Gazette on Chris Young, the successful, uber-successful uh, football coach at Greenwood. Uh, and, and he comes from a long line of football coaches and his mother, Catherine, also an outstanding coach. A lot of people would say that's where he gets his coaching acumen from. Uh, but he also, his father, of course, was Joe Fred Young, the uh, former successful football coach at Fort Smith Northside, among other places. And Cooper Young, who is Chris's son, is also a uh, starting offensive lineman for the Bulldogs. So a lot of, uh, of, of athletes and coaches in that family, Leland. Yes, I think it's probably going to end with uh... – Cooper Young, though, he scored a 34 on his ACT, and he's going to go into the medical field, medicine field. So uh, he probably will not be a football coach. I, I'm thinking that's going to be a little more lucrative uh, uh, than, than being the football coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. I scored a 34, but it took me three tries. So I, <laughs> I scored an 11, a 12, and a 13. So actually a 35. So I beat the 34. <laughs> hey, it only took it only took me twice, so I guess oh, I'm, well, I'm doing all right. You're you're the, you're the brains of this outfit. Uh, so, <laughs> Leland, we're going to talk a little bit about week one of the high school football playoffs. I know that you were down in Boonville last week. Uh, the Bearcats got a big win, uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. We'll start with that game, and uh, this week now they got a win. Of course, they're the number two seed from the three A one. They got a win last week against Junction City. This week, they hit the road to smack over. Much different. You know, one thing about Boonville is they have been so successful over the years that they, like Greenwood of late, have played a lot of their playoff games at home, and that certainly helps. This uh, this is pretty early for them to be hitting the road and smack over, uh, finish second in a very tough conference. So it's going to be uh, a much different uh, – scenario for the Bearcats and what they're used to. They didn't have any problem with Junction City last week. Junction City has four seniors on the team. They started five freshmen. So uh, David Carpenter's trying to turn that, uh, turn the program back to where it was. And I think uh, he will get it there. But uh, Friday night was, uh, was all about Boonville. Rush for 428 yards just in the first half. Scored three touchdowns in the first quarter, three more in the second quarter, and uh, and they like their three A one conference foes just down the road. Uh, Charleston had a very easy time in the first round. 
as did Greenland. Greenland Very good conference. You know, we, yeah, we've talked about that conference all year, and it's uh, it's not a surprise that uh, you know the third place team, Greenland, uh, won their game easily as well. Yeah, yeah. So the three A one is locked and loaded, and have three teams, all three top top seeds um, advance. Uh, Leland, you saying that about the freshmen, that reminds me of something the coach once told me. He said, the good news is we have five freshmen. The bad news is we have five freshmen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not an ideal. And, you know, it's it's anytime we go to a playoff game this time of the year, now not so much in 7A and 6A, but the roster changes because when the junior high season ends, a lot of those freshmen get called up and uh, – yep. You know, a lot of them get to play their first action on the varsity level in a playoff game. Yeah, and, and I've seen them, and you know, I have impact. Well, absolutely. I saw Jonathan Adams play as a freshman at Alma in a playoff game several years ago. Uh, was really uh, when he got his first action. I think he got called up right after the season was over, so he played maybe week 10 with the varsity team, but then played at Alma in a playoff game. Wow. Well, that's a, you know, that is a chance for them to shine. And I, I, you know what, and I appreciate those coaches letting them finish out their junior high season, you know, because, you know, winning is important at that level too. Um, and I know they want to, you know, they want to have success. Um, and, you know, uh, and, and they, they don't want to bring those freshmen up. And, let, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of coaches about this and freshmen, you know, they don't, they're not going to bring the freshmen up unless they know they're going to play a lot during the season. They, you know, they prefer, if they're not going to get to play a lot and have a, have somewhat of an impact, you know, to let them play their freshman season with their, you know, with their ninth grade team. And then they call them up, you know, for the playoffs. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, especially in girls, you know, girls athletics, you see freshmen, you know, girls make big impacts. You know, sometimes they're, you know, they're the best players on the team. Uh, that can happen. For boys, it doesn't usually kind of work out that way. Uh, they can be contributors, but you don't want to bring a freshman up just to contribute. You would want to bring him up if he could be an impact player. So I, I appreciate those ninth grade coaches and, and varsity coaches, you know, keeping those ninth graders down and let's say no, they're going to play a lot. Well, and, you know, there's that old saying, too, and we've all heard the coaches say that, you know, they love to see sometimes those freshmen in that early varsity action because that old saying, if he's going to bite, he's going to bite as a pump. Yeah, I think Nolan Richardson said that. Uh, I, I believe he was famous, and he may have gotten it from somebody else. But you're right; that and that's accurate. That is 100% accurate. So the 3A1, uh, they top three seeds in that conference. One moving up to the 4A1, Elkins will be in action this week. They had a first round bye. Also, Ozark in that conference won their their game, and now they're going to be playing a pretty tough game on Friday, Leland. Well, you know the. A lot of coaches, I, I if, if they're honest, uh, don't like that first-round buy because they're sitting at home. Somebody else is getting that little taste of playoff right. uh, atmosphere that first week. So Elkins is kind of jumping into the fire. And you talk about the 4A1, uh, Ozark, uh, boy, they go from being nice and comfortable at home against a lower-seeded team to the best team in Class 4A, and then Lamar is kind of the same way. They had a nice playoff game at home, and they do get to stay at home, but they're going to play a very good team as well. So the competition gets much, much tougher in that second round. 
as it should. And Leland mentioned Ozark. They will be on the road to Arkadelphia, undefeated Arkadelphia. Uh, that will be a tough matchup. Donovan Witten is the uber star quarterback at Arkadelphia. I got a chance to see him play last year in one of the best football playoff games I believe I've ever seen. Arkadelphia and Shallow Christian, a game that went back and forth. He's back for his senior season. I saw that he has received a preferred walk-on offer at Arkansas, but to play linebacker. So that's well, as a sophomore, he played linebacker. Yes, yeah, he did. He did. Um, he's a big. He's a as Rick, my my buddy Rick Fires would say, he's a big old boy. He's a big old boy. So he's he definitely would have the size to handle that. Um, so Ozark and Arkadelphia, and then we have uh, Leland. Is it Malvern coming in to Lamar? Yes, Malvern with four-year starter Cedric Simmons at uh, quarterback, who's close to 6,000 yards uh, passing in his career, four-year starter. And then uh, Jalen Dupree, the running back, who is uh, over 2,000 yards already. So uh, maybe the best one-two punch uh, in the state with uh, an experienced four-year guy quarterback and then a 2,000-yard rusher at, uh, at running back. A very, very tough combination to beat. And they've been successful. And, you know, they're the second seed, but they're out of that 4A7 yes. uh, conference. That, that tells you uh, how good that conference is. Fantastic conference. So Lamar is at home, Charleston at home, Elkins at home. Uh, their home games uh, this week, Greenwood at home. So down the River Valley, you got Lamar, Charleston, Greenwood all at home Friday night. Uh, up here in the Northwest, you got Elkins at home. Now let's go to the 5A West, where it was Shiloh Christian. They are now carrying the flag for the 5A West Conference. Well, and that's – I don't know about how surprising it is. It's, it's just – it's intriguing the fact that the 5A West went one and three, and the team that did win – is up to Class 5A for the first time after being in 4A. So yeah. uh, didn't speak well for the 5A West last week, but Shiloh Christian, like you said, is the lone team left in the conference carrying the banner. Now, we will say this. The, the 5A West, the three games they lost were all very, very close games. Uh, but the Farmington score was 41-39, lost there. Perry Grove was 28-20. Um, and Harrison, I believe, was 27-24. Um, so they were all, you know, close losses, but uh, they're all done. And Shallow Christian's still alive. And I tell you what, Leland, I was writing the uh, playoff preview capsule for Shallow Christian. But Little Rock Mills is having a season that, like, they have not had in, in a, a, at least over a decade. In a long time. They've had their moments throughout, uh, you know, their history. But for the most part, they have uh, they've not done a lot lately in the playoffs or really in the regular season. Uh, a couple of over seasons, but they are um, very very good and probably uh, have the most colorful uniforms in the state. You guys like to give uniform up before your game. Yeah. They they have one of the most uh, colorful uniforms in the state. But they are they're a very good football team, and they have that thing called uh, speed. Yes, that is uh, tough to for teams to uh, you know simulate in practice. And is there a a player in the state, Leland, who has a better name than Mills quarterback Achilles Ringo? 
No, he's he, and he's good too. Um, I uh, saw yes. him at the University of Arkansas seven on seven when they came up there, and uh, he can. Uh, he's a good one. He can sling it. He was a two thousand yard guy last year, and he's having another great season. So he'll uh, he'll be fun to watch. Yeah, he's got three thousand yards passing, and and uh, he's also kind of a dual threat guy. Uh, of course, he'll be going against one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in the history of Arkansas high school football, at least the recent modern history, in Eli Wisdom, the quarterback at Shallow Christian, who became last week just the second quarterback in state history to pass for 2,000 and rush for 1,000 in three different seasons. This is, he's also uh, shares this same recognition with, with the with standout um, A.J. Whitmore uh, from Nashville. So Eli Wisdom, uh, you know, you knew, you knew he had a chance as a sophomore to be, you know, to be a special player. He's just continued to put up big numbers every year. Uh, and, again, this year, over 1,000 yards rushing. And I believe, Leland, I think that's right, 2,700 yards passing, 2,800, something like that. So, uh, you know, this should be a good one. There should be uh, – I know it's going to be cold Friday night. There's going to be – going to be uh, – should be some fireworks uh, at, at the Champion Stadium for sure. Yeah, you know, they're very good defensively too. And they've got guys around him, you know, Bodie Neal, uh, Bo Williams. Yes. So, he's – he doesn't have to do it all by himself, which is a Correct. real, real luxury. And it really, I think, kind of affords him the opportunity to do those other things because uh, opposing teams can't lose sight of those other guys. But you're right. He's having really and truly one of the best careers uh, all time uh, in the state as a quarterback because there's certain things we like to look at or that I've, I've loved to keep up with through the years. And 2,000-1,000 is, is just an absolute fantastic mark. He's also getting close to that 20 and 20 uh, mark for a season in uh, passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. And, of course, you know, we've already mentioned that 7,000-3,000 mark that he accomplished yep. a few years ago. So he's, yep. he's having one of those great seasons. He is. Uh, so that's five A. That's the five A playoff. We got Shallow Christian at home on Friday against Little Rock Mills. Going to Class Six A Greenwood. They were had a bye last week. They are at home this week. Leland, how are you seeing this week shaping up for Greenwood? Well, I I tell you, this is you know how about the Six A West? Yes. Four and zero last week. Four and zero. Four and zero. Tells you what kind of. Yeah, we, we've talked about this all year long. The six A West, and it's it's the, it's the best conference in high school football in this state. Well, and and you know we see that uh, on this side of the state, but we really don't you know know for sure. But that sure proved it last week. I mean, God, yeah. Russellville uh, going on the road and getting a win, um, and Mountain Home going on the road and getting a win. But you know this Russellville Greenwood game's another one. That's hey. uh, and that's kind of intriguing because it was twenty-one to twenty-one after yes. three quarters down there. Yes, yeah. Greenwood did not play well at all. Russell played very well in that game. Uh, I'm going to bet you that Greenwood has spent a little time watching that film this week, uh, and I bet you they're going to get a few things cleaned up this time. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, you know, first of all, they looked at that film, I'm sure, because, you know, I talked to him. I talked to Aiden Kennan today, uh, their senior receiver, who's having a, a fantastic year. And, you know, they can point not only at that film, but they also only have to go back a week and a half and look at what Little Rock Christian 
did to them in the yes. final regular season game. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is there is absolutely no chance that Greenwood is going to go into this game uh, taking their opponent, the Russellville Cyclones, likely. And, you know, nope. Coach Dave Wheeler, who's the head coach at Russellville, he was the defensive, defensive coordinator for that team that beat Greenwood in the 2016 state championship. Would that uh, – yeah, absolutely. That would be the Billy Dawson year that he was at Russellville when they won the state championship. Correct? Yes, and yeah. and Dave Wheeler was the defensive coordinator that, uh, you know, held them in check in the championship game. And, you know, even that game during the regular season was close. Greenwood had to uh, recover an onside kick late in the game to secure that win. They did. They did. So the six A, the six A West went four and zero. There, you know, it's 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 strong top to bottom. Greenwood with a home game this Friday night. Now let's go to the seven A West, where Fayetteville and Bentville both had buys last week, and they both will be home this week. Let's start, Leland. We'll start with the Bentville game. They get North Little Rock um, at home. Now, if you were looking at this game on paper, you see Bentonville at nine and one. And you see North Little Rock at, I believe they are four. Is that right? Five and five and six, I believe that's right. Is that is that right? Maybe six yeah. and five. Six and five, something like that. So if you look at it on paper, Bentonville wins in a cakewalk, right? Not so fast. Bentonville, historically, Leland, they, at least in the recent history, they have struggled coming out of bye weeks. And I know that I've talked uh, to Jody Grant about this uh, multiple times. And, you know, they've yet to find that perfect balance on what to do on that off week to, to stay sharp for that, you know, for that playoff game, you know, after coming out of the bye. It's going to be interesting to see how they come, come out of this game. You know, again, I just – I don't think most coaches will uh, tell you, if they're honest, that they like the bye week. Now, there's a few instances where teams, you know, kind of heal up and – and uh, use it for a couple of, uh, you know, maybe good purposes. But I don't think most coaches uh, like that, especially uh, when they're dealing with high school-age kids. They want to keep them in a routine. Right. Uh, and on top of that, coming out of the bye week and playing a very good opponent, that just kind of magnifies uh, that because North Rock is, and like you said, barely a 500 team. But they're also the fourth seed out of the seven A Central. Yes, yeah, which means they're pretty good. Which means they're pretty good. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and they're going to have great athletes. And and uh, you know they're uh, they won their first round game last week uh, against Portsmouth Southside. And if, in gambling terms, North Little Rock's playing with house money. Oh, absolutely. The fourth seed that can go into that. Of course, you know seven A and six A playoffs. You know, the ones and twos get by. So those fourth seeds, uh, they kind of, you know, they, they, for the most part, plan on playing in that second round. Right. And uh, this will be the week that we see how the ones and the twos come out of the buys and uh, how they handle it. Be interesting. So now let's flip it over, Leland, to the other, this other home game in Northwest Arkansas on Friday night. Fayetteville at home against Conway. Now, the last, you know, when these two teams met in the playoffs last year, it went down to the final seconds. Fayetteville rallied to come back, and they brought a kicker in off the sideline, Witty, 
who had not kicked for them all year long, and he came in and knocked through about a 35-yard field goal for the win. Um, so when Fayetteville and Conway get together, it, it fireworks usually ensue, and a lot of craziness happens. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you go back to that game last year, a uh, fantastic game. And, and Conway is one of those teams that we know at some point they're going to crack through. Is it yes. going to be this year? I don't know. I'm sure that they have to keep looking at the bracket every year and wondering why they're having to go to this place or that place. And, again, they've got to go to, uh, go to Fayetteville again. Yeah. Uh, another very good team, even though they lost a lot of high-powered, you know, offensive weapons. Uh, another very good team with, uh, you know, Drake Lindsay having a fantastic season. But this is one of those games that, you know, we've talked about this before. If a team's going to prove that they're a championship-caliber team, this is when Conway has to prove it. That's right. Uh, and, of course, what a great job Casey Dick has done this year um, at Fayetteville. They are 73. Those three losses are by a combined five points. A combined five points in those three losses. Uh, so they are they are very, very close to being a 10-0 team. Uh, but they're a 7-3 team. They are – you are correct. Uh, I tell you what, major props to Drake Lindsey. Uh, he seized his opportunity to be the quarterback at Fayetteville this year. He seized the opportunity in the offseason. I know there was a quarterback battle, but it's – you know, Lindsey stepped in and said, no, I – there's no battle here. I'm I'm going to be the quarterback, and he he he. I tell you what, you cannot argue with what he's done. Three thousand yards passing. Uh, you know, Kalon Morris, ninety three catches, one thousand five hundred fifty six yards, and fifteen touchdowns, and that ranks number one in the state and number five nationally. Leland, this is a kid that played three games last year. Well, and, and you know, I think we all thought that Fayetteville would have a huge drop-off from last season. And, and, and understanding this, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and one of the best one-two punches in 7A history, um, you know, with quarterback and, and, you know, receiver combination that they had. And there hasn't been much of a, comp, uh, a drop-off. And like you said, they have seized the opportunity and they're, uh, you know, they really haven't bit, missed a beat offensively. Correct. Now, actually, at this stage of the season, Fayetteville, of course, had a bye last week. So they have played, uh, you know, at least one fewer game and maybe two fewer games uh, than some of these teams and the receivers that are nationally ranked ahead of Kalen Morris. So he's he is his actually on pace to better Satania's mark last year in both receptions um, and in touchdowns. Uh, he's close. To, you know, he could he could better those. I don't know that he will get the 1,900 yards receiving because he'd have to get 400 yards, uh, you know, here pretty quick, and he doesn't have a whole lot of you know, more games to get that done in. But uh, he certainly could pass the 100 receptions um, and, the, and the 19 touchdowns. He could surpass both those marks. Um, so not bad for a kid who played three games last year, kind of a relative unknown, um, who stepped in this season and said, you know what, we lost the man, but I'm going to be the man now. And, and he and I did a story on him that's in today's Wednesday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and he credits Isaiah Satania with get, with with helping him prepare uh, for this. And he said that he and Isaiah worked a lot in the summer. And Isaiah said in his terms, "We're going to get you right because you're going to be the guy this next year." And whatever Isaiah 
uh, taught him and showed him and the advice he gave him, it must have been great advice. Well, and how great was that for him to listen as well? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Open mind and, and listened and, and, uh, and took it to heart. Uh, the, only, the only problem with Kalen Morse right now is some college that has not yet offered him, y'all need to get on the stick and offer this kid because this kid is a straight-up baller, and he doesn't have any offers right now. And I find that utterly amazing for a kid with 93 receptions in the 7A West that's making plays like this kid's making. He doesn't have an offer. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Somebody needs to get he'll, on the boat and get on the stick here. He'll get them. Yeah. So we got that one going on. So that's the two games in here up in Northwest Arkansas in the 7A West. Now let's talk about the two road games. First of all, Bentonville West. They won their playoff game last week at home against Jonesboro. So now they load up the buses and they head down, and it's going to be a rematch with Cabot. Now, Leland, when they played the first game of the season, Cabot took it to them. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you Friday's going to might be a little different story. It might not. I'm not, I'm not predicting a Bentville West win, but I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. And it'll be a different story this time. You can count on that. Well, Bentonville West, is. we thought from the beginning of the season that their offense was going to be one of the best in the, in the state, especially Correct. in 7A. Correct. And I think they're showing that. Uh, and you're right, it's it's a tough draw. Cabot is another team that was kind of in Fayetteville situation, but they lost a bunch of their offensive firepower, and they've brought in guys that are a little bit different team, actually probably a lot different team than they were last year. Their quarterback yeah. runs the ball. Abe Owens, he runs the ball a lot more. They've got a really good uh, running back, Avion Jimerson, who's, yeah. uh, who's very good. So it's a little bit different type Cabot team, but – um, Northside last week or in the final regular season game uh, of the season, they were the first team, and they just barely, I think they rushed for 104 yards. They were the first team to go over 100 yards rushing against Cabot, and that includes Bryant and North Rock. Wow. So that's wow. going to be a key how much can West uh, uh, run the ball. Of course, West has had trouble running the ball this year because Carson Morgan's have to deal with a lot of injuries. He is a stud when he's healthy, uh, but he he didn't he didn't get a carry last in last week's playoff game. We'll see if he plays Friday night. If he plays, he certainly gives West uh, a, a dynamic you know run a running option. But he has dealt with a, a myriad of injuries this year, so hopefully he's healthy to go. Should be a great game. Leland, what a terrific job Scott Reed has done at Cabot. Uh, coming in there and basically taking over a team that didn't even couldn't even spell pass, uh, and getting his program implemented in what he's doing over there, and the Cabot kids bought into it, and their success um, has been evident. Cabot's been successful before under Mike Malham; they were successful. They're being successful now in a different, completely different way. Absolutely, great coach. Uh, you know, he's a coach's son. He played yep. for his dad, uh, and then had great success at El Dorado. And uh, has come in and, like you said, kind of transformed that program into a different type program. Still yes. winners. Yes. Just a little bit different. And uh, now he's trying to take it to uh, another level. Now I'm going to save the best for last, Leland. Rogers Mounties. The nine win again, Rogers Mounties. They got a big win last week against Fort Smith Northside. Leland, it was never really close. Rogers running back, 
Jacob Jenkins for the second week in a row, another big rushing performance. Not the 359 he had the week before, but he had 230 on Friday night, scored three touchdowns, helped the Mounties get a 21-0 lead. They never really threatened at all in this game. That's great. They go on the road, and they have to take on the enormous giant dragon that is the Bryant Hornets. I tell you what, I will take the field in 7A, and I will give you Bryant. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think this is the year that somebody gets them. I don't know if it's going to be Rodgers, but it would not surprise me Friday night if Rodgers wins this game. Because I think, again, I know they're the fourth seed. They are not the a typical fourth seed. I think you might as well treat them, I think, as a runner-up or look at them as such. The fact that they can run the ball and they can throw the ball, um, I just I think they, they have a chance against Bryant. I do, too. And I tell you what, Leland, you're right. They, they were the fourth seed, but they beat the two seed in the conference. They beat the two seed, uh, Fayetteville. So you're right, they do have a chance. Now, they're going to have to pass the ball better than they did last week against Northside, and I know they played in freezing cold and, 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 and uh, sleet, a little bit of sleet or whatever. It's also going to be cold this Friday night. So Rodgers is going to have to pass the ball because I will guarantee you Bright is going to load up that line of scrimmage, and they're going to dare Rodgers to pass the ball. So they're going to have to be successful. The thing about it is Rodgers can pass the ball, and, and Dane Williams, their quarterback, He's got 2,500 yards passing, so he can pass it, but they're going to have to have a passing threat in order to back Bryant off from the line of scrimmage in order for them to be successful. That's my opinion. Well, that and I know that the turnover bug has bitten Rodgers a couple of times this year. Yeah, it has. And that, obviously, they're almost going to have to play playoff free ball and be balanced, you know, run the ball and pass the ball. Uh, that's going to be their formula for success. Now, that's easy to say, uh, you know, during the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that's, that's the way it's going to have to be for them to win on Friday night. Well, it would be a huge win. There's no doubt about that. But then again, you know, Bryant, uh, Bryant is who we who we thought they were. <laughs> I'm saying like Dennis Green here. They're who we thought they were. Uh, and until somebody knocks him off, uh, which hasn't been done, I think, in 49 straight in-state games. No one from this state has beaten Bryant in 49 games. I'm no mathematician, but I think that's about five years or something. Uh, that's, you know. That's a, a long time. Least, it's been a long time. Uh, so, you know, it, Rogers has a tough task. There's no no question about that. Uh, so we'll see how that happens. So this is the second round of the playoffs. This is when it starts getting good and when you're seeing those great matchups and we're, and we're seeing we're seeing them now and uh, it will be that way from, from here on out. Uh, it just gets better every week. Absolutely. And it's cold and, uh, you know, next week is Thanksgiving. So teams that win this week, that uh, one of the big goals practicing on Thanksgiving Thursday. Yes, that is correct. If you make it to Thanksgiving and you're still practicing on that day, you can consider yourself to have had a successful season. There's no doubt about that. Now, maybe if you're Bryant or Greenwood, your expectations you know, are, are higher than that. But any team that makes it to Thanksgiving it should be very thankful that they're still playing. 
Absolutely. Let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to bring Paul Boyd in. Paul has been patiently waiting because uh, we're going to talk a little high school basketball. Paul, you have been uh, to the gym a couple of times here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Let's talk a little high school basketball. That's some good. I tell you what, yeah, you know, I come from Northeast Arkansas and what you guys were saying when it comes around Thanksgiving, I, I we're, we're ready in, in Northeast Arkansas this time of the year, we're ready to, to, to toss the ball up and, and, and shoot threes, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, and so, yes, I, I've, I've seen some good basketball already. That's fantastic. Now I know, uh, uh, Paul, you were out last night. Uh, what 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 game were you at last night? Saw Bentonville and uh, Conway. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, so so tell us a little bit about that game. Uh, you know Bentonville. You know, talk to both coaches. It you know it it wasn't the prettiest thing. Both of them turned it over a little bit. But man, some athletes on the floor, up and down. And, and and fun to watch, okay? It might not have been real pretty at times, but, man, both those teams are going to be pretty good. There's no Absolutely. question. Absolutely. No question. Yep. So, Leland, you were down last night in the River Valley, and we, we set this game up because this was defending state champion, uh, two-way state champion boys, LaVaca, at County Line, a team that was in the uh, uh, state – well, they had a state championship game last year, right, Leland? Yes, they were in the state championship game in Class A. Class A. Uh, and lost to Earl. That's right. Uh, but county line, Leland, is loaded, and their score reflected that last night. They're very good. I think they returned four starters from last year. Uh, yep. They have a great inside-outside game. They play good defense. And, uh, they are, you know, they've already got ten games under their belt. <laughs> wow. So that, wow. That, that helped. Um, yeah. you know, at this time of the year for the smaller right. schools. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're going to be very good. Yeah. Uh, of course, for schools that's, that do not play football, like County Line and some of the other ones, uh, they're allowed to start their season, you know, toward the middle of the end of October. So they've, you're right, they've already played for about four weeks or so. The football-playing schools were allowed to start their season this week. Uh, so now you're starting to see the – you know, Lavacas and, and Bentonvilles and, and Rogers and, and uh, Fayettevilles and those teams uh, starting to play. Um, you know, there's a little cool, cool air, uh, cool, cool air out there. It's Thanksgiving week next week, so it's you know they're, they're making that transition to the hardwood. And uh, uh, we we had uh, full coverage of uh, some games last night uh, in the Wednesday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, so you'll be you want to be sure and catch some of that. Now, Leland, the main reason – I know it's football season and you're still in football mode, but one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on today was to talk about the big show tip-off down at Fort Smith Northside on Saturday. Well, and the big show is exactly that. It is uh, It is the big show. There is a ton of talent that's going to be there. Uh, the Accelerated School out of Denver, Colorado – Link wow. Academy out of Branson, Missouri, uh, you know, and, and in state Parkview, uh, Bryant, Northside, Northside's going to be very good as well. Yes. Uh, yes. Alma and, and Springdale Harbor tip off at noon, five games that day, two, four, six, uh, and eight or noon, two, four, six, and eight. And the big feature game is that one at eight o'clock, uh, with a 
ton of Division One talent, uh, including a recent Razorback signee. Yeah, Bray, 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 Bay, Fall. I believe this is he's a, he's a five star recruit, the second five star recruit that Eric Musselman has signed in the last three or four days. Um, so he'll be a good one, but he's not the only player that that Denver team has. And I talked to Eric Burnett, the Northside coach, and he said that I believe they've got five or six Division One uh, signees on that team, and then their point guard. Uh, as a junior, and he is the number one rated point guard in the country in the 2024 class. So they yeah, they're going to bring a Division One player off the bench. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and not just Division One players, but it might it might be a, it might be a kid that signed with LSU, you know, or Kentucky or or whatever, you know. I mean, it's you know, it's it's big time. Uh, and they'll be playing link prep uh, uh, where Jordan Walsh, uh, who's at Arkansas now, played on that team last year. Uh, I asked Coach Burnett, I said, Coach, how come you're not playing one of those teams? He said, because I brought the schedule and I decide who we play and who we don't play. <laughs> and we're not playing them. <laughs> uh, That's the advantage of drawing up the schedule. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so anyway, uh, should be a great game. I know the Hogs, you know, play o- o- Ole Miss on Saturday, but if you're a high school basketball fan and, and uh, uh, you want to see some really, really good basketball, go down to Northside in their beautiful brand-new arena that just opened uh, last last year uh, in January. Uh, go down there and catch that. Buy you some popcorn and a Coke and sit back and, and just watch some great basketball. Absolutely. All day. You know, the, um, in fact, I kind of, when I was talking to him today, you know, kind of compared it a little bit to the King Cotton classic, um, you know, the, the, the old one back that they have in the eighties. Now they've, you know, resurrected it and it's still very good, but it's several days long for one ticket. Um, one ticket, you can get in and watch five games and watch great talent and great games all day long on Saturday. I may drive down there myself and catch some of that, Leland. If I it's, could, if uh, I could, I mean it. If uh, if I could be promised a trip to the rip to Newmyer's Rib Room in between there somewhere, in between games somewhere, I, I would head down there on Saturday. Well, and you know, you could take a break in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take take. I mean, yeah. There should be a rib break built built in there anyway. <laughs> So we got that going on, and uh, again, it's, it's basketball season. We got some other tournaments that'll be coming up, um, you know, starting the first week of December. Paul, we got the, the Rogers Arvest uh, tournament coming up. We got a, a, a classic going on at Farmington, uh, first week or second week. I don't know if it's first week or second week. It's December eighth, ninth, and tenth, uh, or something like that. Uh, Farmington's got some games going on. We got just all kinds of great basketball going on. Uh, what I'm seeing because of the schedule change, and Henry Apple talked about this a while back, um, is when the when the uh, Arkansas Activity Association allowed the uh, schools to kind of change their scheduling a little bit to allow more non-conference games. Uh, what you're seeing is a lot more of these classics popping up where games are guaranteed. You know, you're going to play a certain team on Thursday, certain team on Friday, whatever. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of great basketball coming up once the calendar flips into December. Uh, pretty much every weekend is going to be a pretty good tournament going on. Well, there's a lot down here, too. Uh, I know yeah. um, that last week of November into early December, there's three good tournaments, uh, you know, in the River Valley. 
So it's uh, it's that tough time of the year for us where we have, uh, you know, all of that going on and then football playoffs. One thing uh, also, Leland, we need to mention too, the Tournament of Champions girls tournament down at Fort Smith. Um, I know this year that both Lamar and Bergman are, are in that tournament. Of course, Bergman has won his 40, 40-something games in a row. Their girls uh, went undefeated last year. They're going to be in it along with Lamar uh, – and, of course, Northside will be in it, Southside will be in it. So, it'll be some great girls game. So, we've got some good girls, you know, good girls tournament uh, over there, good tournament play. Springdale Harbor girls, I saw this the other day, they're playing North Little Rock and and some really, really, really tough games uh, up here in their non-conference. So, one thing about basketball, uh, and, I, and Rick Fires likes to use this term, basketball coaches ain't scared. They ain't scared to play whoever. They will, they will toss it up and play. And, uh, you know, that's what, what's great about basketball and, and these coaches that understand it's not about winning in November. Playing got tough games in November helps you in February, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. So that will wrap up this week's edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. And, of course, we will be back next week. I know it's Thanksgiving week. We don't take no days off. We'll be here. We'll be bringing you a week two of the high school football playoffs. We will also talk about the big show tip-off and how that went. Leland will give us a full uh, full uh, rundown on that, a full recap on it, and uh, who knows what else we'll talk about. But we'll be right back here next week with the Prep Rally Podcast Thanksgiving Week Edition. So for Leland Barclay, Paul Boyd, I'm Chip Sousa, all with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.